Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who I think I scared a little bit during our tornado warning a couple days ago, Brand Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing well. We did have a little tornado issue in Cleveland on, uh, what was it, Thursday? It was Thursday night. Um, And, you know, it was, it was at a normal time that I would be up. Not a normal time for Trevor to be no. up. It was right around midnight, and I was- It's like 12.30. 12.30. I was with my other housemate, Josh. We were chilling. Walking, you know, from the basement upstairs, we're like, eh, maybe we should go in the basement. Um, you know, there's a lot happening. And I'm walking upstairs and I hear your footsteps. So I know you're like, you're up. Or, or it's someone's in the house. So it was one of the two things. Um, and the door to Trevor's room or to Josh's room is like open. And um, we, we look like around the door and Trevor's is staying there. And I got scared so bad. So bad, knowing you were like there, kind of like I knew you were upstairs and you were mm-hmm. gonna come to where the light was in the basement. Yeah. Um. So, you uh, y- you did scare me a little bit. I I I get jump scared very very easily. Yeah, I got the the tornado warning alert on my phone. Did you that wake woke up me to up. that? Yeah. Oh, that's the horrible. The alert woke me up. That that could not have been warning. fun. No, that, that amber not, alert was not fun. Yeah, that would not have been a a fun experience. Um. But yeah, so we we have an exciting uh, afternoon, I'd say, here or uh, morning to afternoon. We're we're in the morning still. Um, we are actually going to be recording two podcasts today. Um, the first one is going to be NFL heavy. Uh, we're going to finish up our our divisional previews. So next week, uh, we can do our NFL preview as a whole. Um, and then our second episode, which is going to release, so the first that episode is going to release on Sunday normal time. The second one is going to be a college football preview, which will be. Uh, Wednesday, did we say, or Tuesday? What, yeah, what Wednesday. Day? Wednesday, yeah. we're going to release it. Um, so two episodes this week from the Small Bars, which will be really exciting, so stay tuned for that Wednesday episode when it comes out. Um, our last order of business, and this is the last, I ranked this in the last order of business. We do have the third member of our podcast here today. That is, of course, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you? I'm great, Brandon. I will say, I, I agree with you. I think you get scared by pretty much anything. I think if there was a, I think I do. if you woke up and there was a, a fly on your wall, I think you'd be freaked out. So, um, I would torna- be. A, a I think tornado watch or something in your area, I think, is is the least of your concerns with all those little critters that are probably rolling around in your bed right now. I don't know why you why I don't know why you have to say that. There's no critters in my bed, but I will say this: I am kind of scared of everything. It's just in it's in my blood. Uh, and Trevor did scare me very very bad. Did I scare you like when I jumped, or were you just like mm. you were kind of out of it because you were tired? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little. But if we if we want to go into what what scared me the next morning, we we could. Oh no, we, we don't need <laughs> to do that. We do not need to do okay. that. There was another scary incident the next morning, but that's that's where we'll leave it on the podcast. Um, all right, let's let's get started uh, with with sports stuff. Um, so today we're doing two divisions um, to wrap up uh, our divisional previews. Normally we do it all the way up until the last week. We we really should have planned up to the second to last week. So the last week is a preview. We'll do that for next year. Yeah. Um. But today we are going to start in the NFC West, leaving the uh, coveted AFC North. Um. As two of us have teams in that division for the last uh the last one. Um. So let's start with the NFC East. The first team up we're going to do is the team that won the division last year and reached the Super Bowl. We have the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh. We- no. Wrong division, bud. NFC West. Oh. I am I am in the wrong division. <laughs> you, had, you had Cali, you had uh, which San I see Francisco why you had 49ers. Lance. I okay, so we're still gonna talk about Lance. Um, you had Lance on the note, so I was I was all over the place. It says Trey Lance to the Cowboys, so I went immediately to the Cowboys. Um, all right, so let's start. That was an embarrassing start here. Let's start in the AFC West. The Niners oh are the first team, which also had an interesting um off season. Uh, we kind of had a change in quarterback. They started with Garoppolo. Um, or well, they, I guess they technically started with Lance last year, um, who played like a game or two, um, went to Garoppolo. Now Garoppolo is gone. He is on the Raiders. Um, and Brock Purdy seems to be taking over. I am not a Brock Purdy fan. I talked about this last year. I understand he did good. I think it's more of the system. Um, to me, this team has a ceiling just like they did last year. Um, the good news though, is they kept a lot of important players. Um, and I, I think they'll still be good. Um, they did lose Mike Galinsky, which is a big loss. Jimmy Ward is another big loss at safety. Um, but they seem to be relatively even. Um, John Hargrave um, was another great signing for them. I, I think that 
this team is going to be to a similar build that they were last year. I don't see them being able to win a Super Bowl, but I see them being a very, very, very good team that will be able to compete. Their offense is super high-octane, super, super powerful offense. Um, I would argue maybe the best offense in the league. It's 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 up there. It's definitely like top three. Um, and I think that the, 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 the Niners are going to have – they have a very good outlook moving forward. The tough thing is going to that next level, which I don't really think they're going to be able to. They didn't have any of their top two round picks. Um, so out of the draft, it wasn't super, super great. Um, and I, I think overall the outlook's good. Um, I think Super Bowl outlook is kind of rough. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. Um, I see them being there, being able to compete towards one, but I don't think it's a Super Bowl run for the Niners. Um, Trevor, what are, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Niners? And they lost Lance, which this was interesting. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Yeah, so with the Niners, I mean, coming out of last season, they obviously had a pretty bad showing uh, against the Eagles. The Eagles beat them pretty bad, but they did make it to another NFC Championship game. Obviously, under Kyle Shanahan, they've had so much success. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I expect them to have another really good year. I expect them to win the division again. They're still bringing back a lot of their key players on both sides of the ball. Um, and in particular, I really trust the defense to have another great season, um, you know, with with Fred Warner and, and some of those other uh, great defenders back there. I think the whole, their defense, in particular, the front seven will have another really good season and that'll keep them in, you know, the pretty much any game um, they play against. You know, the Eagles, the Chiefs, I, I think they'll be able to compete with any of those teams. Obviously, the question we always have comes back to the quarterback, um, you know, in the postseason. Can you win if you do not? Can you win the Super Bowl without an elite quarterback? Can you win the Super Bowl without a top 15 quarterback? Because the Niners do not have that. And they really, I don't think, have had that for the past couple of years when they've came pretty close um, despite that. So. You know, with Jimmy Garoppolo going out, um, obviously Trey Lance was traded away, um, which if I just touch on the Trey Lance thing quickly, it seems like part of it was that uh, he got unlucky with the injuries um, in particular, like the few times he got a real chance, he kind of got injured very quickly. Um, and also when you're, when you have a team like the Niners and you have all this great talent, you can't really be waiting on, um, this quarterback you just drafted to develop. So the timelines didn't really match up. It seemed like that's, a, you know, partly what Kyle Shannon said in his press conference that, you know, if Trey Lance does get a fair shot, um, again with another team, um, and he's healthy, you know, maybe it can work out, but it, it's clearly going to take time. The Niners, they want to win now. They don't have a ton of time. So I think from what Brock Purdy showed last year, uh, the end of the regular season into the playoffs, he, I think he was pretty solid. Um, you know, just being able to manage the game uh, in a similar way to what Jimmy Garoppolo did. I mean, this this system is really set up as long as these pieces like a George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, as long as they are healthy um, and they have this uh, solid offensive line that can give Purdy enough time, it, it's a it's an incredible system to have for any quarterback. And it, it really doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the Niners. They're going to at least be good, right? They're not going to be a bad team. So that's interesting. I think where it could go wrong for the Niners is if they do have injuries and the Niners um, you know, we, we've seen, you know, as far as their, their injury luck last season, I don't think it was, it was too bad. We, we saw other teams that had it worse. Um, but we'll have to see health. is always a, a huge thing. Um, I'm seeing here, they were the ninth most injured team last year in 2021. They were the third most injured team. So they have been on more of the injured side. So I guess that's going to be a big thing. If some of these key players like a Christian McCaffrey or a Debo Samuel, George Kittle, if any one of those gets injured, I think suddenly you could see a little bit of a drop off in that Niners offense because the depth isn't quite good enough, I would say, um, in those skill positions. Um, you know, you look for the Niners. So their over-under I'm seeing here is 10.5. I think that's a great number. I'd lean over. I have them at 11 and 6. But once again, health is always a big determinant, especially a team like this that really relies on those skill positions to set Brock Purdy up for success. So I think 11 and 6, um, but I could see that potentially being less. Um, but yeah, Ben, what, what, do you, what do you think about the Niners? <clears throat> I, think, I think the Niners are great. Um... I mean, yeah, obviously, offensively, they are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. 
Uh, and at least for the regular season, I don't think it really matters who their quarterback is because Kyle Shanahan can put anybody back there and they'll be good. Like you said, Trevor, though, I think the issue becomes when you get to the playoffs, you have to have an elite quarterback, and that Brock Purdy is just not an elite quarterback. But I still think they're the second-best team in the NFC. I think I think them and the Eagles are still top two in the NFC because the NFC just doesn't have a lot of great teams in it. Um, so I think they have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl, and I, I, I still think if you're a 49ers fan, like you, you, have a lot, you have super high expectations, and you absolutely think that you can get to the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be super surprised if they got there. Um, but they do have holes. I mean, th- their defense isn't fantastic. It has it has some weapons, but it's not fantastic. Again, offensively, they're great. Um, so they're not a perfect team, but they are a very good team. And they have a lot of talent. And they have a, one, one of, a, I don't know, probably the f- six or seven best coaches in the NFL um, on their sidelines. So I think I think 11 wins is absolutely a probability or a possibility. I think it'll probably happen. Um, I could see them winning 12 games, Trevor. I really could. I, I could totally see them going like 12 and 5. I'm that high on the 49ers. And maybe that's just because I'm falling trapped to the media, and the media is, is super high on them after last year and after the last couple years. Um, I mean, they've been to the NFC Championship game two years in a row, so they have talent. They've had talent. They know what it takes to win. They've been there. They just haven't gotten over that hump. Um, so I, 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 think, I think the 49ers are a fantastic team, and I think they're absolutely going to win this division, and I think they absolutely can make the Super Bowl. And then you get there, and it's it's a it's a total just you know uh, any given Sunday type thing. So I think the 49ers are, are are a really talented team with a lot of experience, a lot of elite players. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's obviously a stud, and they got Nick Bosa on the defensive side, and um, they have Debo Samuel. So they have elite players at multiple positions. They have the knowledge and the scheme with with Kyle uh, Shanahan, and they have a quarterback that at least for the regular season, like I said, is athletic enough um to to get the job done in that kind of system so i i mean i i I think they have every opportunity ahead of them this coming season to be very successful and it's really just going to come down to in the playoffs whoever their quarterback is at that time probably brock purdy if he's healthy is he going to make the throw that's going to lose you the game or is he going to make the smart decision um and ultimately lead you down the field and and have a game-winning drive and i just don't know if he's capable of that but again i think for regular season speaking i think they have everything they need to be successful yeah, I I see my my analysis is definitely closer to Trevor's here. I think eleven games seems like a pretty good, uh, reasonable goal for them. Maybe a twelve on the high end. I don't see them matching last year's total. That seems like a little bit high considering the changes that have happened uh, around their camp. So I I would say eleven for the Niners. I think is a comfortable, um, prediction for them. Let's move along here to the second place team, the Seattle Seahawks. Quite a surprise last year. They were nine and eight. Uh, comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Um, and they gained a good amount. Devin Bush from the Steelers. They re-signed Bobby Wagner. Uh, Draymond Jones from the Steelers. Julian Love in the uh, secondary. And they didn't lose a lot, in my opinion. They also hit on virtually like every draft pick last year. Um, and this year, they had um, four picks in like the top 50. Uh, 53 to be exact. Um, and they got a lot of players, I think, that can fill roles really, really well. We start with Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, the fifth overall pick, um, which was a great trade, great from the uh, the, the Denver trade. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I absolutely love. We have Derek Hall, the linebacker, um, edge rusher from uh, Auburn. We have Zach Charbonnet, previous Michigan transfer to UCLA, who's going to fill in that backup running back role uh, behind Kenneth Will- uh, Walker so, so well. I think the Seahawks really have a great outlook. And in my opinion, I really, really believe they can challenge the Niners for this division. Now, I'm not going to necessarily predict that they're going to win the division. I'd be interested. What's their over-under, Trevor? Because I, I, I'm i pretty high in the Seahawks. Is it, what, nine and a half? It's uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. That seems very low to me. I'm I'm surprised about the eight and a half. I conceivably think they can win 10, 11 games. Um, and I, I'm actually going to predict they win 10 games. Um, this is a team that I think got better in every facet um, uh, of their offense, of their defense. They gained a ton of good talent, ton of good young talent on their team that they're going to develop. I think this team is only going up from here. You have Geno locked in on contract for a couple of years, who I really, really like. He has good weapons around him. They are building a very good offense. If they stay healthy, this is a team that will be able to challenge the Niners. I'm projecting 11 games for the Seahawks. Ben, I'm going to to go to you next. Um, I have a bold prediction for the Seahawks here. What do you think about the team? I think they're a good team. I, I think one thing that concerns me is I don't know if Geno Smith can be as good as he was last year again. I don't know if that was a fluke or if that's who he is now. 
Um, again, like he had a great year last year. I'm not saying he didn't, but I just don't know if he can repeat that again. Uh, maybe, maybe he can. I mean, they have, like you said, they have Jackson Smith and Jigma, who's a fantastic rookie. And I think people are very high on and could very well win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. And they have talent around him. I mean, they have Kenneth Walker, like you said as well. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're as good as the 49ers, Brandon, but honestly, like I agree with you. If it's eight and a half, I think they definitely can win nine games. I think nine and eight is, isn't a, a, a likely thing that's going to happen for them. In regards to challenging the 49ers, I could see them winning you know, one of the two games against the 49ers. I just don't know if they're going to get to 11 games like I think the 49ers could easily get to. So I don't think the, four, or I don't think the Seahawks can win the division. But yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Brandon, I agree with you. If, I think if they don't make the playoffs, I'll be extremely surprised. I can almost, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I, if I had to make my predictions for the playoffs right now, I think the Seahawks are one of the first teams I'm putting in there on the NFC side because the NFC is not super deep in general. It's not a super deep conference in general. So I think the Seahawks absolutely have everything they need to to be able to 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 make the playoffs, play in a wild card game, and like you said, maybe challenge the 49ers for for the division. I think the 49ers on paper are obviously more talented, but the 49 or the Seahawks have a lot of talent, like you laid out. So um, I, I I'm very high on them as well, and, and I'm I've always been super high on Pete Carroll. I will never count his teams out. He's a fantastic coach, and he's really good at getting his players to play to the best of their ability when it really matters. So, I, I, I mean, Brandon, I, I don't think you have super high of a take at all. I'm super high on the Seahawks as well, and I, I'd be actually very surprised if they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, so this is so tough for me because, I Ben, you kind of hit on it a little bit. Is Geno Smith going to be able to repeat what he did last year? I mean, last year had the highest completion percentage in the NFL. He threw 30 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. Can he do it again? And and I, I really hope he can because Geno Smith played at West Virginia. I obviously rooted for him there. I want him to do well. And I want the Seahawks to do well because they were just a fun team to watch. I mean, just in terms of if we're, we're ranking the teams that were the most entertaining to watch last season, the Seahawks for me were, um, I don't know if they're in the top five. If they're not a top five, they're right outside of it. They're they're up there. Um, so I like the Seahawks. I want to see them do well. Um, do I, do I think they can do as well as they did last season? I mean, they were nine and eight, so I think they could on paper. It does appear that they improved on both sides of the ball. It does, but I'm just not sure if they can, I mean, they got great production on Geno Smith. Kenneth Walker was incredible. Um, they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I, I don't know. There's just a feeling I have. There's not really a lot of explanation for it um but when i was going through the schedule i came up with only eight wins um i i have the seahawks uh, actually hitting the under um eight and nine again it's it's going to be tricky um but i i'm just not as confident in the seahawks as i think you guys are but i hope that i am wrong because i want to see juno smith do well um and i do think you know, I, I like in theory what they're building. I'm just not I'm not sure if last season was a little bit of a fluke, but we will definitely we will find out. We we will find out. I think it's crazy. You only found you only found eight wins. Um, Let's go to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, They went five and 12 last year. Pretty rough year. They definitely had some big injuries. Stafford got hurt. Cup got hurt. Those guys are back, but here is the not-so-good news. They lost a good amount, and this is the post-Super Bowl uh, teams. This is just what happens. They lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost Bobby Wagner. They lost Taylor Rapp, David Edwards. They lost their kicker, Matt Gay, um, and uh, they lost Baker Mayfield, which that one is not a big loss. So I I think uh, this... It's gonna be a rough year for the uh the Rams. I think they still have talent, and I do think they'll win more than five games. But they're not gonna win mon- many more than five games. This is still a bad team. They have Stafford. They have Cup. That's gonna be good for them. Um, but this seems like I don't know where the Rams are turning to. That's my question because I don't think it's about this year for the Rams. The Rams are not winning the Super Bowl this year. But their outlook moving forward, they have. Their star players are all old. Stafford is towards the end of his career. Cup is towards on the he's on the back half of his career. I think we're getting to the point here where it's you got to question and look inwards and be like, what are we attempting to accomplish? Are they rebuilding? Are they not rebuilding? What do they want to do? Um, and they don't really have the assets to do a full rebuild yet. This is going to be a four or five year project, in my opinion, uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. 
Um, so uh, in my personal opinion, um, you know, they, they won five last year. Um, the offense was really bad without Stafford. Uh, they only scored 307 points last year. Uh, so I, what's their over under? I'd be curious. Uh, six and a half. Six and a half seems fair. I'll go under. I'll say six wins. Um, that seems like a fair over under. I don't think they're winning much more than six. They don't have a good schedule, which is good, and they definitely do get a bump from Stafford and Cup being back. But nevertheless, I'm not high on the Rams at all this year. This doesn't seem like a good season for them, um, and I think they uh, they are going to struggle. What do you think, Trevor? Yeah. So. In this uh, in this book I'm reading, the, in Warren Sharp's book, it says that they were the number two most injured team in the NFL last year. When I think about the Rams, I think they were the most injured team, frankly, in terms of the importance of the players that were that were injured for them. Stafford being out for a little bit, uh, Cup being hurt for a little bit. I think injuries played a big part in how bad they were last season. Um, but when you look at just the spending, which you kind of have talked about, we've had a number of conversations about this as you follow the cap very closely, the spending disparity for the Rams um, in 2023, they're spending only $59 million in cash, which is last in the NFL um, on a roster that counts 63 million against the cap, which is yeah the worst in the NFL. So that's a big disparity um, compared to the past couple years where they were spending a lot more. They were one of the highest spending teams a couple years ago. Um, so that's obviously not a good sign. The Rams are in a weird spot in terms of just this year with what they have on paper, the roster they have. I expect them to be better because, well, they'll probably be healthier, right? They'll probably be healthier, and Matthew Stafford is still a really good quarterback. Cooper Cup, obviously, is still a really great wide receiver when he's healthy. So I do expect them to be good. I have them at about seven wins, seven and ten, so slightly hitting the over, but just barely. Um, but but more than that, I'm curious to see, are the Rams going to start making moves this season to trade some of these valuable assets they have? Will they even consider uh, you know, trading a Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford, can they get any value? What kind of value can they get from them? Or should they have thought about this last season? Maybe um, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because as Brandon was kind of, I think, saying as well, implying the Rams. I mean, they have a they have a long rebuild that they're going to have here soon. I think they got to get it. I think they just should start it now because there's no, they're, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they're making the playoffs. So they might as well start the rebuild now and, and just really look toward uh, the future. They got their Super Bowl. That's what they ran it for. That's why they made these big investments and they got it. It did pay off. Um, but now you got to look toward the next chapter. I think here, if you're the Rams, uh, Ben, what do you think? I mean, the Rams are in a, in a weird position because like you said Trevor they sh- probably should start rebuilding but Sean McVay like he's not the type of coach that is that wants to be a part of a full rebuild he just doesn't want to do it so they're trying to hang on to what they have left of that that Super Bowl team from two years ago but and like Brandon said the reality is they went all in on that Super Bowl it worked out for him it's worth it they capitalized on it but now this is the reality of the situation where you have these older guys you have these guys that are that are at the back end of their contracts um, and you're sitting in a situation where you have half of your team are, are rookies because you have all those guys from that Super Bowl team that have moved on um, to, to you know, greener pastures in different places. So, again, like they probably should start a rebuild, but but Sean McVay's not going to do that. His ego, first of all, is not going to let him rebuild because he's he's very full of himself and he wants he does not want to be a coach on a terrible team. And two, they still have Cooper Cup and they still have Matthew Stafford, who at the very least, even not a hundred percent, are still decent players. And obviously, Cooper Cup's an elite uh, wide receiver, so um, they're in a weird situation. I just think with with the division that they're in, with with the Seahawks and especially with the Forty ers I just don't see a lot of opportunity for them in this division and, and, and really just in around the NFL in general. So six and a half wins, I think that's a great number for them because I could see them winning six or seven games. I'll go under. I'll take this, I'll take six just because I hate them and they ruined my life two years ago. Um, but also the reality is I just don't think they have a lot of talent, and the talent that they do, they do have is on the back half of their career, um, and they have half their team as rookies. So and we'll, see, and we'll mm-hmm. see what the future looks like for them. But I think for this this season right now, um, not a lot of promise for them. I think they're going to struggle this year a lot. One other quick thing I just want to briefly mention. I want to talk about, because we, we see teams like the Chiefs, and it's like, well, you know, the Rams spent a lot, won a Super Bowl, and now they're they're declining. Why aren't, like, the Chiefs, why is that not the case for them? I think we need to, do, there's one thing that's really important about, like, just paying anyone and stuff. This is really more to a cap-related thing. 
the if you look at like the Bucks and the Rams, they both won Super Bowls, but they didn't pave their way to Super Bowls. They paid their way towards Super Bowls. They acquired a lot of high end assets to get to that Super Bowl, and it's a it's a it's a it's a home run swing. And if you hit it and hit the home run, great. And they both did, and they did exactly what they wanted to do, and it worked out. But there's repercussions from that, and both of those teams are currently sitting. Uh, in those those positions where they are two of the you know worst teams in the NFL, the Bucks specifically are one of the worst. Um, and you know when you get someone like like for example the Bucks had Tom Brady, they're paying him thirty some million dollars this year. They don't have a choice. So you really cripple yourself when you do that moving forward. Um, and I think when you look at teams like the Bengals, the Eagles, the Chiefs, they have increased their longevity by doing well in the draft. It is the most important part of football is doing well in the draft. Um, all three of those teams I just named, all three of them drafted their quarterbacks and they kept them on the rookie deals as long as they could, got that fifth year extension in and continued onward. So I think it's really important to note that when you look at a team like the Rams and the Bucks, their front office hit the home run. Now it's going to be interesting because this is going to define how good they are. You look at the Eagles, the Bengals, the Chiefs, they just have good front offices. They've they've drafted well. Those other teams didn't, and they paid their way towards it. I'm not saying the way is bad. I'm just saying the the highs are high and the lows are very low. Um, so it's going to be some low lows for them uh, coming up. Last team we're going to talk about in this division is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals have had not a good offseason. Um, Kyler Murray might not play this year. They got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, which is not great. They have a new coaching staff. Uh, in my personal opinion, this is going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst. I don't even think there's much more to discuss. Uh, they really have no like promising assets <laughs> like that are playing. They just trade Isaiah Simmons, who they they traded up uh, to get like the sixth overall pick to the Giants. He was awful at the Cardinals. I don't know. I think he's a good player, but they just did not use him correctly. To me, this is a very failed project, and I don't know. I don't know where the Cardinals are moving forward from this. Um, so the Cardinals, to me, are going to be just terrible. They won four games last year. I expect them to win around the same amount. What's their over under? There's no way it's more, right? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, that seems reasonable. I'll go under again. I say they win four again, maybe less. Uh, Kyler Murray will not be playing if, if not the whole season, a very long time. Uh, the outlook for the Cardinals is is very, very low. They did get Paris Campbell. They got their guy. Um, they wanted a tackle for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is not playing. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in uh, – I do not have a lot of faith in this team. Um, so I think the Cardinals will be very, very bad. Uh, under for me, Trevor. Yeah, so looking at the Cardinals, I'm just looking at their positional unit rankings right now, according to uh, this. In terms of their front seven, uh, they rank 32nd. They're the worst in the league. In terms of their head coach, uh, apparently they have the worst head coach in the league. I think I'd agree with that, probably. Well, he's he's, he's new. so yeah, He's new. Well, Jonathan okay, Gannon's yeah, new. Yeah. So, so like, we don't know. Okay, yeah, we don't, so know. we don't know. We don't know. But I was, yeah. he's not established. And he also, some people thought he should not have been a head coach yet. Yeah, so we don't know. Uh, running backs, they're ranked 31st. Secondary, they're ranked 29th. Offensive line, they're ranked 25th. So the only positive unit, I guess you could say, the receivers, they're ranked 16th. But well, That might I'm, have been before Hopkins was gone, because I don't think they're there now. I, I don't know, but uh, e- either way, I'm looking at the receivers, and I don't think it looks that great. So yeah. there's really no unit they have that stands out. And obviously you mentioned we don't know if Kyler Murray is going to return at all. Even if he does, um, I, I doubt he'll be the same player he was. I mean, in terms of running, I don't I don't imagine coming off the injury he'll be awesome right away in terms of running the football. So Colt McCoy is the starting quarterback week one. Um, they have, you know, uh, I mean, they have Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown. Like, they have some good players, but it's just, it's just a dire situation, I think, for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, over-under is four and a half. I, I, when I went through the schedule, I had five, but like four or five, I don't know. It'll be around that point. I think they definitely will be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, ben, uh, thoughts on the Cardinals? They stink. I mean, we, I, I don't even, we don't need to, need to spend that much time on them. I think we'll be sitting here, here in about six months talking about they might have the first overall pick. And are, are they going to take Caleb Williams or are they going to trade that pick because they have Kyler Murray? They're not a good team. I've I've seen clips of like some of their their training camp stuff, and they just look a disaster. Yeah, they look rough at training um, camp. I I think they are. It I think that that front office is actively preparing to just tank this season and and have that first overall pick because when you got the first pick for this next draft with Caleb Williams coming in, 
you can either get a lot of picks forward or you can get a great quarterback. So um, I do not expect the Cardinals to be competitive at all this season. Four and a half is really low, though. I, I could see them winning five games, but just because I'm so low on them, I'll take the under. That um, they will be one of the three worst teams in the NFL this this season. So I don't I don't think we need to spend much more time on them. They're just they're a train wreck and they're yeah they're head coach. I, he he's a weird dude and I don't a lot of people don't think he knows what he's doing and it's that's TBD. But I think right now I, I I'm not super high on him. All right, next up we're gonna move to Ben, our favorite division, the AFC North. Um, the AFC North this year I really really think is on the up and up. I think. Frankly, all four teams got better, some in various different degrees. Um, let's start with your Cincinnati Bengals. Ben, do you want to talk first, or do you want do you want us to do you want me to go first? Um, I mean, would you go, like go with ahead. the Bengals? Go ahead, because I don't. I mean, I don't really know what you want to talk about. So you talk whatever you want about, and I'll I'll go off of you. All right. So let's let's go through the Bengals. The Bengals last year had a phenomenal year. They went twelve and four. Um, they, they are definitely in a spot to compete for a Super Bowl. I think from two years ago to last year, they got a lot better. And I think again, they got better. Um, I think it's a more marginal improvement than last season. Last season, I feel like they took a big jump. Um, but this year I still think is really good. They did lose a couple key pieces, Jesse Bates and Von Bell, important positions that secondary. Um, and, uh, I, I think they're going to be able to come back from this. They, they have some good players. I love Daxton Hill, Michigan guy. Um, and I, I think that their, their safeties will be all right. If we look at the positives, um, they're, they're still tinkering with the O-line. The O-line probably wasn't as perfect as they thought it'd be last year. They got Orlando Brown to start at left tackle. Orlando Brown's a wonderful player. He was on my Ravens. He was on the Chiefs. Uh, they got Irv Smith to start at tight end. I love Irv Smith. Um, they got Cody Ford uh, at the guard position. To me, this Bengals team got better. Now, I don't think it's great, you know, a humongous improvement. Um, but I think they got better enough that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I'm picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And I, I Ben, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to throw them off or anything. I, 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 I thought last year they could have competed for a Super Bowl. And to me, they got better enough. They put it over the top that I think that they'll be able to do it. If you look at the other teams at the top, to me, the Bills are, are about the same. About the same. You look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs probably got marginally worse. Now, how much that matters because you have Mahomes, I don't know. If you look at the Eagles... The Eagles, I feel like, are still really, really good, but they also got marginally worse. They couldn't keep the same payroll that they had last year. Um, we look at the Niners. I don't think the Niners got, like, grossly better. Um, I think the Bengals are, of the teams that are at the tippy top, the only one that improved in an amount that I think will make a big enough difference. And to me, they are my Super Bowl pick. And I would say this next week. I'm not going to be on next week. So I would say this next week. I'd say the same thing. I really, really like the outlook for the Bengals. Not for my Ravens, because I think the Bengals are so good. Um, now, the the good news is, if you look at, and we'll get to the, and I, I'll save this for the Ravens topic. There is some good news for non-Bengals fans uh, in this division. But to me, the Bengals, I think, are, are definitely going to win this division. I think they have a very, very, very good shot at winning the Super Bowl. Um, they, at bare minimum, have like the second or third best odds, probably the third best odds. But for me, they are my Super Bowl pick. I really like the outlook for your Bengals, Ben. The big question, I think, for them, the biggest question is, can the secondary perform and can the O-line stay healthy? If those two things happen, the Bengals, I think, surely have are bound for um, at least an AFC conference championship appearance and probably a Super Bowl appearance. Um, ben, why don't we go to you next? Uh, and here, it's your team, so I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, they're they're a really good team. They have a lot of talent. Um, I think offensively, a lot of people are saying that this is the most talented offense that Joe Burrow's had, and yeah. this will be his fourth year. Um, so yeah, it super high expe- super high expectations. I mean, I, two years now, they've proven that they can win. They've proven they can beat pretty much anyone in the NFL. So I don't have I really don't have a lot to say. I mean, I don't know what you want from me. They're 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 I think they're as good as they were last year. And last year, they very well could have won the Super Bowl. They I mean, they were that close to winning the AFC Championship game. It took a redo on a third down from the Chiefs and it took a bad penalty on the Bengals on a on a on a punt return that the Chiefs had to put them in field goal range range and lose the game so um I mean they're a really good team again I, I don't really have a lot to say about them I mean I, I can talk about whatever you want but I think their secondary obviously was it was an issue with a lot of people leaving in free agency but they addressed that they got Nick Scott from the from the Rams and they got um Jordan Battle they drafted in the second round out of Alabama mm-hmm. who's, a, who's DJ a Turner from Michigan yeah DJ again they're they're essentially uh, Michigan's essentially turning into uh one of their one of their farm systems um so I yeah I mean they're a good team Joe Burrow hopefully will have a fantastic year obviously if Jamar can stay healthy that he had an issue staying healthy last year and he still put up great numbers 
They have the, the, the best number two receiver in the NFL in, in T. Higgins, and they drafted a couple um, backup receivers, and they drafted a, a fifth-round guy out of out of Illinois, Chase Brown, who's going to be a pretty good, he'd probably be their second-string running back. So they have a lot of depth on offense. Again, I think their kind of Achilles heel is going to be their secondary, and last year they, they did not do well at pressuring quarterbacks from the defensive line. So if Trey Henderson can go back to what he was two years ago, I think— Miles Murphy? Yes, Miles Murphy, first-round pick. So— um, I w- we'll see. Again, I, I'm I'm very high on them. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say I, I expect them to win the Super Bowl, but um, I expect them to make the playoffs, and and we'll go from there. I mean, the playoffs, anything can happen, but I think they're in a, they're in a situation where obviously they are. This is this is their this is their window. This is their time to win now. I will say, last thing, Brandon, you got to remember in in terms of Super Bowl odds, sports books don't typically like the Bengals. I think they have the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. So. Um, do they really? Brandon, yeah. we, every year we do this. Uh, again, the teams like the Bills, even though I think the Bengals are better, sports books are always going to favor the Bills because Bills fans get a lot of hype and all this stuff. Um, well, Bills fans, gam- I mean, sports books, the, their lines are just on people gambling, but I'm, I'm just surprised saying, that so, more people, um, I'm surprised more people don't put money on the, the it, Bengals. It, 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 yeah, yeah, that's that's the least of my concerns. I don't, I don't, I couldn't, I could not care any less about what the sports books think, but the Bengals are a good team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk about them forever because we have other teams to talk about. And I, the, I think, the a- the AFC North is the best the division's been in years, and I think it's I mean yeah, NFL.com really has it ranked the number the toughest division in football. So Bengals are a good team, but I there's, agree there's with some that. other good, there's some other really good teams in the division. So we'll see we'll see what happens this year. What's I'm their? A, I, I'll let you talk first, and then I want to hear their over under. So go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead and give their so that that's that, that actually was going to be the first thing I was going to say. I think the AFC North is the best division in football this year. I was yes. looking through it. I I was I was reading some you know rankings and stuff. Uh, the one I'm looking at on NFL.com has AFC North. I already came into that thinking it, and I was just reading. I was like, I was trying to find like a differing opinion. Um, but I think the AFC North is the best division. When you look at the teams top to bottom, I mean, the AFC East, I think, is close. I think the AFC West has an argument. Um, even the NFC East, I think, is pretty good. But I think all four teams are pretty solid. Even the Browns, who uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Browns. Um, even the Browns have a have a good roster. Um, but, I, yeah, I think this is the best division in football. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. As far as the Bengals go, um, their over-under is 11.5. When I was going through the schedule, I had a slate over. Uh, they were 12-4 and four last year, I think, technically. Um, I have them getting 12 wins again this season, 12-5 and five is what I'm thinking when I was going through the schedule again. They won first-place schedule, so they do have a relatively tough schedule. Um, they play in the AFC North, so that's one big reason. They go at the Chiefs, they go at the 49ers, at Jacksonville. So they have a tough schedule for sure. Um, I think as far as what they did on the roster, it seems like their offensive line is going to be improved. At least that's my belief. Um, getting Orlando Brown, I think their offensive line will be a little bit better. Um, my worry is the secondary. I, I think the secondary, and it, it's kind of more of like an unknown. Like it might end up being perfectly fine, but it's it's there are changes in their new players, right? Getting Nick Scott, um, and you know the rookie Jordan Battle. It's new, so we'll have to see if it works out for the Bengals, but that would be, I think my main concern is their secondary. But other than that, their offense is going to be great. Um, And I guess the only other thing that I'll mention is I'm really going to be interested uh, about the play calling. One of my biggest complaints about, um, certain teams, in particular uh, the Bucks, the past few years with Tom Brady, is the first down runs. The, fir- the first down runs, I hate. I am a big hater on first down runs. <laughs> and there is a trend with the Cincinnati Bengals last season is, where they yes. ran the ball a lot on first down in the first few, in particular, week one against the Steelers, week two, who they play week two? I Cowboys. forget. Um, Cowboys. But they they lost, I think, their first two games, I want to say, and they ran the ball a lot on first down. When they went on their win streak to end the season, this changed. The play calling was improved. They were passing more. And when you pass more on first down, when you have a quarterback like a Joe Burrow, well, you're going to have more success. So hopefully they stick to that game plan. Um, And if they do, I, I think they have you know, a really good chance to, to definitely, I mean, I think they're going to win the division and I think, you know, they're one of the contenders to win it, win it all. What did you say the over under was 11, 11 and a half. Yep. I, I like the over on that. I, I, I think they win 12 games again. Um, that that's going to be probably one of my higher predictions. Um, 12 seems reasonable. I, I, I think they, they're, they're just one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, I just think that's, 
that's all that needs to be last said thing real quick Trevor, give an- just last thing real quick and then we can move on because we talked about it for a while yeah yeah um no no no, no please. i agree i agree their defense their secondary is an issue but one thing that makes me feel very comfortable about it is the fact that in my opinion they have the best defensive coordinator in, in the nfl and lou anarumo who i cannot believe is not a head coach mm-hmm. the fact that that the nfl is letting him continue to stay on the Bengals year after year he should be a head coach it's ridiculous that he's not I'm not upset by that at all, but I think like the Cardinals are ridiculously stupid. He was the finalist, and I don't know why they didn't pick him. Again, I guess it's his defense, and mm-hmm. they want offensive guys. But I, I, that's that's one thing I get it. Like their defense, their secondary is an issue, but I think Lou Anarumo schematically is one of the best coordinators in all of football, and I think he's the best defensive coordinator. So I'm 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 concerned about the defense, but not as concerned as I think I would be if really anyone else was leading them. So that that's my last thing I'll say about the Bengals. We can move on. We can talk about the Ravens. Yeah, I just want to add one quick thing on that. Another thing the Bengals are doing, they're doing as much as they can to improve that secondary. In the past two or three seasons, they've drafted multiple first-round picks in secondary. Um, so I, I think that they're, in terms of, like, if when you have to sell guys like Von Bell and, and Jesse Bates, and, like, you can't pay everyone, they're doing as much as they can to fill those positions. So I, I have a lot of faith in that secondary working out. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens, my favorite team. Um, the outlook this year right now, I'm, I'm feeling very, very good about the Ravens. We had no big injuries, uh, except Marlon Humphrey will be out for a couple weeks um, in the preseason. Lamar is signed. They have a completely new receiving corpse. We have we actually have three guys that I feel confident can catch the ball pretty well. Odo Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman. Um, hopefully Bateman's as healthy as he can be, uh, we have Mark Andrews still. Both running backs, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, are healthy to start the season. The outlook for the team is good. I do think this team improved. There are spots that they they're a little spotty in. Um, you know, they did lose Ben Powers uh, to to the Broncos. He got a very big contract. I love Ben Powers. I wish him the best. I wish he didn't get a big contract and he stayed with the Ravens forever because he's great. Calais Campbell went to the Falcons. That was a sad one. Um, their defensive line is going to be a big question mark, um, especially their outside linebackers. Last year, Justin Houston had eight sacks. Uh, this year, Justin Houston's not there. We got the young guns. We got Ajabo, who has not been, or Ajabo, David Ajabo, who from Michigan, yeah, who barely boy, played Brandon. last year. I love David Ajabo. Um, we also have, uh, uh, I'm forgetting his name, the other D end from Penn State, who has been there for a couple years now. I'm forgetting his name. It's, I'm drawing a blank. Um, who has not been so great, um, but we'll 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 see. I'm hoping he takes a big step this year. The Ravens, fortunately, do have a wonderful uh, wonderful safeties, really really good safeties, and Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams, two of the best safeties in the league, and they probably have the best linebacking duo in the league uh, in Raquan Smith and Patrick Queen. So I have a lot of faith. Their defense is is going to be the question mark, which normally it's not. Can the line do well? Can the the cornerbacks be healthy enough? Can Rockison uh, play well in that that cornerback too? Can anyone step up for the cornerbacks? Now I was going to talk about this with the Bengals. The good news um, about the Bengals in terms of the Ravens is last year they played them twice and they or they played them twice at the end of the year and they outplayed them in both of those games without Lamar Jackson. I think that is the silver lining for them. Now I don't think the Ravens are better than the Bengals. But I do think that they have the capacity to beat them. I think last year's playoff game was the big one that really showed it because they, I mean, Ben, I think you'd agree with me. The Bengals should not have won that game. Um, and that that was a, a great showing from the Ravens team not named Lamar Jackson. Um, so if Lamar can stay healthy, I have a lot of faith in this Ravens team. I think they are better than last year. They have a new offensive coordinator, Todd Monken. It seems like there's going to be more throwing this year. Um, and we're really going to be able to see how special Lamar Jackson can be with actual good receivers um, and a great tight end. I'm really excited for the Ravens. I'm excited to watch them. Um, what is their uh, over-under right now? Uh, I am seeing 10.5. 10.5 seems reasonable. I will go 11 wins for the Ravens. I think one game behind the Bengals. They still finish in second place. They're going to play whoever the fourth place uh, team is. They'll get that five spot uh, in the playoffs. Um, 11 wins for the Ravens. I think this is going to be a very good year for them. The question is, can they get over the hump? Can they beat the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs? I don't know if they can quite get there. I'm nervous about that. Um, but I do think it'll be a really good year for the Ravens. What do you think, Trevor? Yeah, so with the Ravens, uh, the, the I like to call them the, you can call them the ruptured Ravens. You can call them the wounded birds. They've had a lot of injuries the past few years. Um, Have so they, Trevor? That's I didn't one. know. Brandon's never said that. Had a, I didn't know that. Yeah, we, we hear about it pretty much every week. So we'll see if they could finally have a healthy year. 
Um, see, Ben, you say like I say it all the time. They just get injured a lot. They do. I know. They need to. They need <laughs> to fire their. They need to again. fire their strength coach or something. They got to do something. I know. They need to do the, something. The the uh, athletic trainers. They're yeah. all. They're all terrible. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So the Ravens looking at like, um, number one, they got to stay healthy. Number two, looking at what they kind of added. You know the turnover. Um, I think their offense on paper looks better. I mean, one of the positions they have really just uh, not cared about the past however many years is wide receiver. Past, uh, um, they've existed since '97, so since then, they since just then, have not cared. they got. They've uh, never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. They're the yeah. only team in the NFL without a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Interesting. Um, so they have Odell Beckham. Obviously, they drafted Zay Flowers with the the first round pick mm-hmm. they had. Um, Rashad Bateman's back. So, and they have Mark Andrews. You know, Mister Reliable. So. I think it'll be a really it's I think their offense looks really solid this season. New offensive coordinator. I think that uh, I feel optimistic about that. Um, Their defense, I think, once again, should be pretty solid um, overall. I mean, this is a Ravens team. I I was looking at this part of the the chapter on the Ravens, and I thought it was really interesting. The Ravens started last season eight and four. And then after that. They had a number of games where they blew massive leads. They had a four-point loss to the Dolphins. Mm. They led by three touchdowns. They had a three-point loss to the Bills, in which they led by 17 points. Then they had a loss to the Giants, in which they led by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um, It just kept going. Lost to the Jaguars. They were in first in in the conference when Lamar got hurt, and then they went two and five. Yeah, so Lamar got hurt after that happened, and then obviously you know, it was kind of a— a uh, pretty bad, I would say, end to the regular season. And then I think surprising to probably a lot of people, they, they had a pretty decent playoff showing, I would say. So I like that look for the Ravens over unders 10 and a half. I like the over. I have them getting 11. Um, and again, this is just another case of why they have seen North as the best having the Bengals and the Ravens in one division. I mean, that is kind of wild because I think these are two of the best, I would say four teams in the conference. I think uh, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Ravens in some order. That would probably be my top four. I mean, I like the Jaguars as well, but I'd probably lean Ravens over Jaguars. Um, so, yeah, the Ravens definitely have a great outlook. Ben? Ravens are great. I mean, I think the, the biggest issue has been Lamar not staying healthy the last couple of years. But if he can stay healthy, they're really good. Like like Brandon said, they, they have competent receiving core for the first time, like freaking maybe forever. Um, Since 97. First time in ever. Um, first time ever. Their, their defense is great. I mean, I'm going to be honest, Brandon. I thought the Bengals had good linebackers, but having Rokon Smith and Patrick Queen on the same field is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's it's good. Um, they have the best linebacking core. They do, and the Bengals have good linebacking core, but, I mean, Rokon Smith and Patrick Queen are, are phenomenal. Now, they're paying Rokon a lot of money, but he's phenomenal. Um, and obviously they hey, still have he, Marlon, when, when Humphrey. I'll that. say this about Raquan Smith. When, when, before they got him, they were rated the 27th best defense. After they got him, they were rated the sixth best. He's incredible. Last year. No, he's incredible. So they're, he's worth, he's worth every dollar. Their defense. If he's is not great. out there. I, they're in a way worse position. Their defense is great. Um, they're super physical. Uh, their secondary is great. I, I love Kyle Hamilton. I think he's phenomenal. Obviously, like I said, Marlon Humphrey is, he gets, he, people are very high on him. Um, they're, they're good. I mean, they're a really good team. Mark Andrews, probably second-best tight end, clearly, in the NFL. I think it's him and Kelsey and then a huge gap. Um, I guess Kittle, too, but you get my point. Um, yeah, super talented. I'm terrified of the Ravens. Um, I, again, I like I, I, lo- I love the Bengals. I think they're great, but the Ravens, I think, with, with, with having a top-three coach in the NFL, they're always going to play every team really well. Top-three? Yeah, top-three. What do you mean, top-three? <laughs> He's John, not top. <laughs> John Harbaugh's a top. If he's three. top three, he ain't two. He ain't two and three. I'll say he's, that much. He's top three. If he's well, top well, three. You're forget. Are you forgetting that Andy Reid exists? I think you're forgetting that Andy Reid exists. Yeah, and I, um, I'll, I'll repeat what I just said. If he's top okay. three, he's not two or three. You get my point, though. Um, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to praise the Ravens. I hate doing this. Like I, I feel sick right now, but I'm trying to give them I'll credit because they're a really good team. Um, I, I'm just kidding. I actually don't hate them at all. Um, they're, I don't they're, hate they're the Bengals really at all. They're, I like they're, the Bengals. I mean, I, again, like we'll get to it, but the other two teams, it's just impossible to hate the Ravens when you have the other two I know. teams. Anyway, you get <laughs> my point, Brandon. That's I'm, why I like the Bengals. Moving on. The other my two point, teams are terrible. My point, the Ravens don't have to have the, mo- the most talent on the field. They have an advantage with coaching over almost any other team. So they're, they're a really good team. They're going to be really good this year. I think they can yeah, I think they can definitely win 11 games. I could see them in the Bengals tying with 11 games, and it comes down to head-to-head and all that stuff because um, the Ravens are, are going to are gonna beat a lot of teams because of the talent they have. And if Lamar can stay healthy, from what we've seen of him the last couple of years, when he's healthy, the way he's in here, he's um, he's gotten a lot better with his deep ball ability. I think he's 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 a really good quarterback. So 
Um, good team. A, a huge threat to a lot of other teams in the NFL, my Bengals being being the biggest one that, that's threatened by them. So so we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited for those matchups. I'm excited for those games. Uh, and I'm excited to see what what, what comes of, of these two you know, these top two teams in this division. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They finished in third. They won nine games, nine and eight. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I The Steelers are going to be good this year. They're going to really? be good. Really? You think so? Oh, yes. I really think so. Last year, at the end of the year, Kenny Pickett was not good at the start of the year. At the end of the year, he picked it up and played much, much better. Not only that, I think the team got better. I do think the team got better. Um, you look at you know different guys that they got. Patrick Peterson, they got Keanu Neal. Um, they really strengthened, I think, their defense. Um, they did lose Devin Bush and Terrell Edmonds, which are big, big losses. But I think overall, the Steelers team is going to get better. I think the office is going to start to flourish. We're going to see a more leveled up Najee Harris this year. I am a big Kenny Pickett fan in terms, well, I'm not a fan of him, but I am I think he is going to get better. He finished the la- end of last season doing much better. I think the continuation is going to go into this year. Um, I don't know what they're over. What's their over under? Is it like eight and a half? The over under uh, here for the Steelers so is... It's eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half seems reasonable. I think they can conceivably win 10 games. I really do. I think it, they have a very real chance of winning 10 games. I'll predict another nine and eight season, but I I, I think it, it a 10 games is really in the pot. Like, it's in the realm. I really think there's a good chance that three teams make it in the playoffs from the AFC North. I really, really like the outlook on the Steelers. I think their receiving core is pretty solid. Najee Harris is good. I think their offense is going to be a much, much better offense this year. Kenny Pickett is going to be good. I'm calling it here right now. Trevor, I know you're going to disagree with me. So Kenny Pickett's going to be good. Um, And I I think the Steelers team is definitely going to be able to compete um, for a playoff spot. Uh, Trevor, you, you like my Kenny Pickett hype? Probably not. Um, I, I don't. I, I think he was all right by the end. I think he showed improvement. Um, but the thing is, like he, I expect him to improve. I expect him to be better this season. I, I don't think, based on specifically, like was he good last season? I don't think he was that good last season. I think he was okay. Um, but I think he'll get better this season, which um is good news for the Steelers. Looking at, um. Number one, I, I think they have one of the best head coaches in football, considering the fact that he has had not had one losing season. It's pretty wild. I think it's like it's pretty much like sorcery how Mike Tomlin somehow continues to have winning seasons with these Steelers rosters that usually don't seem to be that impressive. This season, I think it's a little bit better. But like last season, I don't think their roster was impressive at all, really. And somehow they were nine and eight. So I, I don't know how he does it. But on paper, if they went nine and eight last season, the team this season is going to be better for sure. Like I am very confident this is going to be a better Steelers team than they were last year. And they already won nine games last year. So it's tough. Um, looking at, again, you kind of already mentioned like some of the additions, uh, George Pickens, another wide receiver that, you know, uh, I think will be really good this year. He'll take a little bit of a jump. Um, he was already pretty good last year. Uh, they got Allen Robinson. Um, you mentioned the defense of him, you know, improvements that the Steelers had. So, I, I was going through the schedule. Um, their over-under is eight and a half. I, I, I have the Steelers winning 10 games. I do. It, it kind of pains me to say that. Um, but I think the Steelers can get to 10 and 7. Um, I don't... I mean, they play in the AFC North, right? So it's not an easy schedule by any means. But um, they finish, what, third in the division. So the teams they're playing, it's it just going through it. It doesn't seem like it's too bad. Um, it seems like it's... Uh, a schedule where they can, you know, especially a lot of these teams they play that are good teams, like the Niners, they play them at home. Um, look at the Jaguars, they get to play them at home. Uh, the Titans, who are an okay team, they get to play them at home. So the Patriots, who are an all right team, they get to play them at home. So I, I think this is an advantageous schedule for the Steelers, despite the fact that they're in the best division. And I think they got better, and they have one of the best five coaches in the NFL, Mike Tomlin. So I have them winning 10 games. Next up, we have the Browns, who went seven. Oh, wait, no. Did ben, ben get that? My bad, Ben. Maybe Ben doesn't Go want ahead, to ben. talk about it. I'm going to be honest, Brandon. Yeah, maybe Ben doesn't If you want to skip me, I wouldn't be offended. I'll just say this. They're always good. It drives me crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, Ken, you're right. Kenny Pickett, he got a lot better in the second half of the year. I don't think he's a bad player at all. They have George Pickens. They have Deontay Johnson. They have Najee Harris. They have weapons. They have Fryermuth. Um, they, they have weapons on on offense. Then, obviously, they have TJ Watt, who's a top, I don't know, five defensive player in the NFL if he's healthy. And they have Mika Fitzpatrick, who always plays really well against against. NFC or AFC North teams, which is super annoying. 
Um, they're they're a good team. My only my only thing is like somebody. I, we said this last year too. Somebody has to finish last in this division, and I would imagine the team we're going to talk about next. Their fans don't think they're finishing last in this division. We already said the Bengals and the Ravens can win both win eleven games this year. Somebody has to finish last in this division. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, so I I don't know. I I just can't see the Steelers winning nine games when they got to play the AFC North in six games. I just think that's a really tough schedule. Um, I get, like Trevor said, I get it. The rest of their schedule might be favorable, but I don't know. I, maybe I shouldn't doubt the Steelers because they, the last couple of years I've said, Oh, they're going to finish last. And Mike Tomlin, this is the year he doesn't go under, or he, he doesn't go above 500 and he's proven me wrong every time. But I, I just think somebody has got to finish last. And at this point, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that it's the Steelers, but we'll see. So they're going to be decent. They're going to be a, a, a pain in the butt for every team they play this year because that's what they always are. But I don't know. I just I don't think they're a, a fantastic team. I don't think I'm as high on them as as maybe Brandon is. So what's your over under here, Ben? Well, what's what's the number eight and a half? I'll take under. I'll say they go eight and nine. I'm just praying that I see a Mike Tomlin under 500 season at some point in my life. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Though. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen last season. Yeah, it should have happened last season. It didn't. It should have. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we're we're in this city here, Trevor. We got a lot of Browns fans around us. And here's the thing about the Browns: the Browns won seven games last year. And you know, I don't know. Did they get better? Maybe maybe marginally. Um, they did sign Zadarius Smith. That's a good signing. They didn't have any picks in the first two rounds. Um, I think their offense, the receivers are all right. Um, I don't think their receiving core is great. Uh, the running backs objectively just got worse. They lost Cream Hunt and Darnus Johnson. It didn't really add in anything there. Um, so I I think overall this team's all right. I think if they were in a different division, maybe they can compete for a wild card spot. Um, in this division, they are unable to do that. I think a lot of this season is going to ride on how well Watson can do. Last year he was statistically the worst quarterback that played over played six games or over. Um, he was absolutely atrocious. Now, I definitely don't think he's going to be absolutely atrocious again. However, I don't think he's ever going to hit the peak he was at in, in Houston. Um, I just don't think he's going to be able to get back to that point, especially with the offense that's the Browns have. Obviously, they have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is the probably, I, I would maybe say, the best running back in the NFL. Um, he's definitely like top two or three if, if, if he's not one. Um, so I, I think the Browns are a, a decent team. Um, but ultimately, someone's got to finish at the end here, and I think they're the worst of the the four teams. What is their over under? Is it eight and a half or seven it's, and a half? It's nine and a half. It's nine and a half. That's gross. Um, they definitely, I think, will be under nine and a half games. I would say that they will win eight games, um, and I think a, a very optimistic approach would be winning nine or ten uh, for them. Nine or ten. Ten would be a very over, big overachieve, in my opinion. Uh, nine, I think, is reasonable. But eight wins for me, nine and a half seems crazy. The tough thing is is you don't know how well Watson's going to do. If Watson can throw 30 touchdowns, I mean, they could win probably almost any amount of games. Um, that's a lot of touchdowns. There was only three players that threw 30-plus touchdowns last year, um, and that was Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes. So uh, if, if he's going to throw 30 touchdowns, anything can happen. I just don't foresee him throwing 30 touchdowns. So for me, the Browns, uh, probably an eight-win season for them. Yeah, so looking at the Browns here, um, number one, we got to acknowledge the Browns are are a cursed football team. They blow games more than any other sports franchise in history, in history. Yeah, no, that's a that's a hyperbolic statement, um, but I guess just humor me. Uh, The Browns, they find ways to lose games, even in the preseason. They're currently finding ways to lose games when they have giant leads last twice to kick. The Chiefs game was yesterday, right? Uh, yes, they yeah. lost on a kick, and then they lost right. on a kick in another game. And dude, the first game, they kicked the field goal. It was a forty-six uh, yard field goal. Kicked it, missed it. There was a penalty. They got to re-kick it from forty-one and missed that one. And yeah, I mean game. it's bad. They they Maybe were, they uh, and I know it's pre- usually preseason. It doesn't matter. I'm just to to highlight the case of how cursed they are. They were up twenty-two to three in the Chiefs in the preseason game. They ended up losing that game yesterday. Um, so just one other thing to add to that. Um, it, it actually getting into like their roster, their outlook on this season. Um, obviously, you know, the Sean Watson thing, that's that's the big question. 
he was terrible um, last season when he played. Will he be better? This is now, he has had a full off season with the wide receivers, with the team. He's had a full training camp. Um, you know, will he get even close? Because I don't think anyone's really expecting him to be the player he was, you know, like three, four years ago with the Texans. I don't think anyone's really expecting that. Um, I don't think that's a realistic expectation, but can he be close? Can he be a top 15 quarterback maybe? Um, can he at least be that? I don't know. My, I would probably lean more toward no, to be honest with you. I don't feel super great about Deshaun Watson. Um, I think with the receivers that the Browns have, I mean, it's okay. I think it's like an average, maybe receiving core. You have Amari Cooper. They just got Elijah Moore. It's pretty average. I think David Njoku is pretty solid. I, I do like him, um, just as a tight end. I think he's pretty good. And obviously Nick Chubb's awesome. Um, this offensive line has been one of the biggest, I think the single biggest thing they've relied on, um, in, in the success that they have had specifically in 2020, when they did make the playoffs, um, it was on the back of their offensive line in their running game. That's what, that's what they do. That's what the Browns do. They run the football. Um, is their offensive line still going to be one of the top five to 10 units? Um, it it seems like it, but you never know. I think at some point it's going to falter a little bit. Maybe that'll be this year. Who knows? Um, in the past couple of years, the Browns have had two, they've had like a two headed monster in terms of the running back. Uh, Kareem Hunt is gone. It's, it's Nick Chubb and, you know, maybe some of these other running backs they have can, can step in if Nick Chubb does, uh, you know, have any minor injury or just in general. I mean, you can't, you can't run the ball with Nick Chubb every snap. So you got to have another, a second running back there that can have the type of production Kareem Hunt did. And I don't know if that will happen. So I'm a little, I feel a little bit worried about the offense because of those reasons. Um, They lost Kareem Hunt, and can the offensive line still be one of the best? In terms of the defense, it seems like that they added some good pieces. Dalvin Tomlinson, obviously they added. uh, Zedarius Smith, Juan Thornhill. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm... I think it'll be similar to last season. Um, The other thing that, well, I guess one more good thing I'll say about the Browns. I think looking at their, let's see, their front seven, I think is pretty solid. In particular, I like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I think he'll have a pretty big season at linebacker. I expect him to play well. Um, But the secondary, I'm just skeptical. I'm skeptical. We will see what happens there. Um, Another thing that I do not like about the Browns is the coaching. I don't feel good about the coaching um, overall with Stefanski. Um, It it just hasn't worked out. So overall, the Browns over-under is 9.5. I think that's very high, to be honest with you. I have them, I went through those schedule, I have them getting seven wins. Uh, I think they'll be seven and ten. Again, some team has to finish last, and I think the Browns are the worst team in this division. Ben? I think nine and a half is ridiculous. I cannot believe, because they're not winning ten games. I think that's insane if 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 you're putting the over under at nine and a half. I think they're definitely under that one. Um, they're not a bad team, though. Again, it just shows how deep this division is. Like, they're not a bad team. If they're the worst team in this division, that they're not bad at all. Um, they have Deshaun Watson. Like if, if Deshaun last year, he, he set out most of the season. He wasn't great, but Deshaun Watson with a full year, he, I mean, we've seen it. Like he's capable of being a really good quarterback. Um, and he has decent receivers. He's got it. I don't think it's a terrible receiving core at all. And they still have one of the best running backs in the NFL. Yeah. The, the offensive line, we'll see if they can continue to be as dominant as, as they've been, but offensively, I think they're totally fine. I don't think I'm not like super concerned about their offense. Defense, they have big names, but it's just a matter of if if those big names can can come through. Miles Garrett, I think it's safe to assume will be fantastic. He always is. Um, but people like Denzel Ward, is he going to be as great as he's been? Greg Newsom, is he gonna is he gonna be as as good as he as he can be? Or even somebody like Grant Delpit, who had all this potential out of college and he's kind of been underwhelming in the NFL a little bit. Um, we'll see. I don't know. My, again, my point is. If they're the worst team in this division, this division is insane because I don't think the Browns are a bad team at all. And Browns fans are, are, are pretty confident. They're not confident, but they're very optimistic about this season, as I guess they always are. Um, but I think they have decent reason or a decent basis for, for, their, for their, their thinking and their optimism. I don't think they're a bad team at all. I think they're absolutely capable of, of winning games. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think the Browns are a big question mark, like you said, Trevor, because they're going to find ways to lose games. It's just a matter of how many times are they going to blow a game this year? It's seemingly it's five, six, seven times a year. It's like, man, they could have won that game, but they threw it away at the end. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think Browns are always hard to predict because 
they are very capable of winning a lot of games that they don't end up winning. And I, I don't know if that's going to be the same story this year, if they're going to find ways to win those games, those close games down down the line that they typically don't win. So um, I, I'll take the under because, like I said, nine and a half is criminally high for the Browns, but um, they're not a bad team. I could see them winning eight games. I really could. I think it's more likely that they maybe win like seven games, go seven and ten. Um, but I could see them going eight and nine. I don't think I'd be super surprised if that were to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think eight or nine wins really is is possible for the Browns. So we'll have to wait and see. Anything else you guys would like to mention here as we wrap up our divisional previews? No, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Did you have anything else, any other thoughts on the Trey Lance situation? I mean. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I, I feel like he's just really, I don't know how good Trey Lance is, but he really was never given a shot no, on the Niners. I mean, they they did him such a disservice. They traded, they used so much draft capital and they traded so many assets to get him and they basically never gave him a chance. And here's what I think. If he didn't win the job, that's fine. But but Brock Purdy is not winning them a Super Bowl. So like, to me, and I'm not saying Trey Lance is that guy, but to me, this just seems like such a weird move. Um, And I'm happy he's getting a a start somewhere else. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play in the Cowboys necessarily either. Um, and we'll see, like, maybe he just isn't good, but he, we basically have not seen him play. So I don't know. I feel like there just hasn't been enough time to develop. And I, I just think he hasn't been given a real chance. That's kind of my, my thoughts on it. Ben, anything else you want to say as we wrap up here? No, I mean, I agree with you. Trey Lance was essentially given no opportunity to play. Um, yeah. so they're, they're basing it off of, I guess he had all this potential and he hasn't delivered, but what you're going to, you're going to say he hasn't delivered off of like three games. I mean, Zach Wilson got way more opportunity right. to, to prove that he's not very good. Trey Lance was benched for for nothing and that it, like you said you're I mean you're benching him for Brock Purdy I just think it's not fair to him so I mean I, I hopefully maybe someday he'll get an opportunity elsewhere but for now the 49ers are sitting here with no quarterbacks and they just threw away a dude that they they gave up a lot of assets and a lot of capital to get and they're they're essentially just punting on the situation so it's an interesting situation I'll see what happens I'm kind of pulling for Trey Lance at this point just to prove him wrong see I think that'd be funny I agree I'm I'm down with that All right, we'll wrap up the pod there for today. Stay tuned uh, for our Wednesday episode. If you're listening to this before Wednesday for our college football preview, that'll be really, really exciting. Definitely get on that. Uh, We'll be back with the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast on Saturday. Saturday, uh, this upcoming week. Uh, Big Brother's been, uh, it's been Big Brother. Eventful. It's been eventful. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. It'll be another good episode. Go check out our website, thesmallballers.com, so you can stay up to date with all of our podcasts going live. Follow us on Twitter, at thesmallballer, for the exact same reasons. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!